I want to just convey that when we're complaining, take it from the place of love that it's intended for. We all want the game to be the best it can be. And when it's not that, it frustrates us when we feel like we can see the path. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Stat Check. This is episode 57, Wake Me Up When September Ends, or as the cowards in accounting wouldn't let me call it, Boulevard of Broken Lists. Um, I'm very upset that that was not an option that was allowed. I'm going to very quickly drop over to YouTube so I can grab the stream link to this and show it in Discord, because otherwise people will shout at me for not posting it in Discord. Hi, Menace. I'm joined by Nathan uh, and Nathan's cat, as everybody can very clearly see here. I hope you're all having a wonderful evening today on the 22nd of August uh, during approximately week 803 of Eldar Helmeta. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hope everybody's having a good day. Uh, Jeremy may be joining us at some point during the show. He is unfortunately having um, some car troubles at the moment. So we will uh, find out if he's going to be joining us uh, when, when we find him. I'm currently typing in Discord because I need to add people. Yep. Yeah, I've decided yeah. to, as Chad has no doubt noticed, decided to have the emotional support cat cam. So this is this is the cat. She's going to be with us until she decides not to be, and then I'll change I could probably get Fergus to come and like sit at the door entrance bit here, but I'm not going to do that because he's got a sore paw, and I don't want to make him suffer. I'd have to also yeah. sit like at a really weird angle to still be able to like speak to the microphone, like over here somewhere, and that's just not happening. At any rate, she's literally just going to sit here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, Anthony will not be with us this week. He has only just got back from Iceland yesterday. Um, so his WC recap and his other news and such like that, we'll have to wait until he's back, hopefully next week. Um, otherwise, it is just the two of us and potentially Jeremy for this week. So we're going to be doing the usual standard rundown for the show. We're going to go through a little bit about how we've both been, what we're up to, if any upcoming events. I've got a few coming up, so I'll you know do some talking on that. Then we're going to go into the stats, where we have some fun ones for you this week, boys um it's yeah it's it's grim out there um <laughs> then we're going to go into a bit of general matter discussion and then we're going to roll into the show questions and hopefully some questions from the chat so if you put a cat in if you put a question in the chat last week and we didn't get around to it uh, please do chuck it in there um we will do our best to get through to them all um we should have time for that we're going to try and keep it to the tight 90 this week as we tried and completely failed to last week uh, because it turns out everybody was very eager to speak a ton about the wtc no surprises there I mean, a close With, second to this title was like 350 days until next WTC. So, yes, that would have been a, that would have been a very good. I would have I approved of that one. Um, <laughs> I suppose we do have one minor announcement as well. Um, End of the Matrix is moving to a bi-weekly show. Uh, that's the, the like the biggest news that we have as far as the stat check front goes, uh, where we are bringing on Nathan Roberts as a main member of the cast. Now, he'll be doing that with Typhus every two weeks. I believe that's going to be on Wednesdays, and it'll be probably doing the every other week that X and One isn't. But as anybody who is a regular X and One listener knows, that show is about as regular in terms of scheduling as um, Anthony's appearance on this show. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he'll be back. WTC is a weird time, right? Oh, I'm just winding Anthony up. Um, so that that will be uh, those two shows will be now rolling on biweekly basis on the show on the network. Um, so do look forward to Tyvis and Nathan doing a whole bunch of that. Yep. 
cool. That's never going to not be confusing, by the way. I love like Nathan is a lovely individual and I was very happy. And so was Typhus to work with him on WTC. Um, so it was kind of I was very excited that he was joining our regular cast because now it's 20 percent Nathan's in the stat check backstage, which is never not going to be confusing. It's 25 percent, right? Two of eight. Oh, it is 25 percent. You're right. I can't count. I've given up. Look, man, you're you're good at stats, not math. Those are different things, I think. Um, it's actually true. They are very different things. Also, that is my hand that is next to the cat, Chris Irvine. Prove it. Uh, I, I can't. You're right. Um, not without completely making the cat leave. We're going to have cat here until cat decides to leave. I guess we do. We want to talk about our weeks. How about yeah, you let's, let's do that. Let's That's do probably that. the easiest place to start. Um, I have been taking a slight break from jamming a ton of 40k, um, prepping for a couple of upcoming tournaments. So I have uh, Glass Vegas open this weekend, and then the event that I'm running, uh, which I'll plug later on because I want to chill. And if there's any sort of people who know about tickets for that yet, come along. Uh, so I'll show that later. Um, so I took a break. I did a couple of practice games with the Tyranny Codex because I just wanted to have a, a couple go a, a square go with it, and mostly been just catching up on you know work and work and life and all that sort of thing um prepping some thousand suns for my event this weekend because i decided to yolo kairos and magnus because that seemed fun <laughs> um so yeah it's not been not been super busy on my end i've been doing a little bit of painting i spent like two hours yesterday clipping boulders off of that off of rubric marines to stick flamers onto them <laughs> um and scraping for bits to make like chaos space marines with rubric heads that had like the Horus Heresy chain cannons to use as soul reapers and things like that. So it's been a, it's been it's been a fun couple fun couple of days. I was going to take Terranids and then I realized that I would have to paint like six monsters and I just can't be bothered. So it, it is a lot of monsters. It was um, like two Terran effects, a Neuro Tyrant, like five Barb Gaunts, and then I was like, I just don't. And then like a Trigon as well. I'm like, I just and an Exocrine. I was I just don't feel like doing this. I'm going to like paint seven. I'm going to paint like 20 Space Marine dudes instead and take like a third of the time. <laughs> I mean, it makes more sense. Just paint fewer oh, models. It's still good in the Codex. There you go. That's yeah. I, I, I got roped into an RTT potentially on Sunday this week. A Sunday RTT, which is something I've never had here locally. They are usually just Saturday RTTs. But I have like no competitive 10th edition armies, so... I was looking at a Tyranids list and I was like, I would have to paint so many Every monsters thing. to do this. I have a lot of it painted. I just don't have two Tyranifexes painted or a Neuro Tyrant because it's assembled and sitting on a table. You don't technically need any of those. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah, I could probably run it. You've got like three Exocrines, three Maliceptors. Like, you're fine. But I definitely don't. I don't have three Maliceptors or three Exocrines painted. I was well, just going to take Sean Naden's. I was gonna take Sean Naden's teams list because it's a fucking RTT and I have ninety percent of it painted. So what and, are you like? What are you even like playing for Knights for Tenth Edition right now for physical games? Uh, I am not playing a lot of physical forty k at the moment. That's I've fair. been thinking about playing some Thousand Suns because teleporting around and wielding Magnus is sounds kind of exciting, and it feels a little bit less brain dead than running Eldar, which has been a really fun hobby project, but not a particularly fun. Um, or engaging gaming experience. One of the better things about WTC and playing Death Watch is at least it was engaging. Like I needed to make decisions rather than just put Wraith Knight out of building, a Phantasm back behind building, put Wraith Knight out of building, Overwatch, make some sixes happen, destroy 20 neophytes in Overwatch. Some of that uh, stuff is like you've been speaking to Brian. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I, 
one of my locals is trying to get me to bring Eldar, so I might do that to this RTT just to be a total jerk to some people locally for no reason whatsoever, which I guess is just just my reputation is being a very nice person and being terrible at the same time to people locally. Um, yeah, so how, how buff did you it? rate that in Crusade, Nathan? I I haven't played any Crusade in Tenth Edition yet, buddy, but I could. I mean, that Wraith Knight would be terrible and terrifying, I suppose. I, I don't even, even know if that Crusade book works this edition. I'm not gonna lie. I don't either, actually. I think it has like skill trees now for different things and stuff like that, like an RPG, more RPG-ish elements. But that was from taking like a 10 second glance at the Crusade supplement. Beyond that, I don't know. Yeah, I have a GT in September that I'm going to and probably should prep for. Maybe I'll bring Thousand Sons to that. Maybe I'll bring Grey Knights to that and just cheese my life away. I mean, Nitz Codex will hope it might be out by then. We're due it in the start of we're due it in like ostensibly autumn, right? So it's true. I mean, if it delivers before the 16th of September, I'll bring Tyranids most likely because honestly, I'd prefer to play Bugs versus other stuff. I'd prefer even more to play Drukari, but Drukari in a terrible spot. And I'm not Scary, so I can't make Drukari somehow work and get podium placings with it. He's doing it in Canada. Does it really count? Eh, fair. Um, Love you, Canada. We do. You're the nicest. Well, not according to the WTC. That's the Norwegians and the Northern Irish, but you're the kindest in our hearts. Um, I guess we could talk about stats and make everybody sad now. Um, yeah, I suppose. The reason why Emotional Support Cat is here is because I'm going to talk about some Eldar stats, and I'm going to talk about some funny, notable things that me and Ennis came up with right before the show. Um, we were just talking about hell stats, and a few came up that seemed hellish. Yep. So... We'll start with this week's stats, and then we'll do some overview stats, and then I'm going to talk to you guys about what I hope is a silver lining of this, is that hopefully GW does something soon to fix things. Um, I've been hearing lots of rumblings about patches coming soon, so hopefully that's true. Well, I mean, uh, the, the literally the matter watch that second week in September, it's usually on a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, so we should be due it, like, the 14th within or something like that. Two weeks, yeah. two weeks on two weeks and two days, so like 16 days away. Excellent. It'll slide in right before my rules cut off, which will be amusing for that and GT. right before LGT rules cut off. <laughs> Ooh, extra spicy. I kind of like that, actually. Yeah, me too. I like the idea of not playing this meta at the event I'm spending a ton of money to go to. Like, yeah. I already did that at WTC. I'd rather not do it again. All right. Well, now to talk about stats. I'm sure you're all really excited about these. Uh, they haven't really changed that much, except kind of they got worse. Eldar... Had 68 players playing them for a 9.8% overall meta representation. They won 71.6% of their games. So they actually went up in win percentage and broke the 70% barrier and are at roughly 72% now uh, for that week. They won eight events. Uh, that's eight out of like 13 events, I think, for the weekend. So the vast majority of events. They top forward 18 events and they top 10 to 34 times. Uh, they have an over up of 3.53. So, yay. Uh, Gene Steeler Colt are in second place for win rate performance with a 65% win rate, 3.9% meta representation. They won two events. Uh, they had five top fours, nine top tens, and a 2.47 over rep. Um, then in third place, Imperial Knights. Uh, man, none of this is surprising me whatsoever. 6.2 meta representation, 53.4% win rate, one event win, five top fours, 12 top tens, and a 1.55. 
Uh, Death Watch creep up into the top five for faction performance this week. 2% of the meta, 58%. I guess some of this got a little bamboozled. 58% win rate, four top fours, five top tens, and a 3.81 over rep just because they have such a low meta representation at 2%. Um, so, yeah, they're in the top five. And then the last top five faction is Custodes, 10.2% uh, of the meta. 57% win rate, uh, six top fours, 16 top tens, and a 1.13. So perfectly balanced in a meta that is totally unbalanced. And yeah, being, that, bal being balanced in this meta is usually a sign that you're a little broken. <laughs> yeah. And then there are some factions that we pretty much expect kind of just at the fringes. You have Thousand Suns, Necrons, and Chaos Demons in the mid 50s for win rates. Uh, Thousand Suns and Necrons each won an event. But nothing terribly special going on. Otherwise, nobody else won an event. The bottom is also kind of as we've predicted from the last few weeks. Votaner at the bottom uh, with Death Guard. Shocked, horrified. Uh, Grey, Grey Knights are also down there. World Eaters and then Adeptus Sororitas, or Sisters of Battle. Like, are are confirmed B-tier Grey Knights aren't doing well. Yeah, I think, yeah. The only reason they were so high is probably because Jack Harpster, I think, was on that episode and ranked them that high. Yes, if you are one of, like, three people on the planet who can wield that army with amazing expertise, you, too, can win games. Um, yeah. Otherwise, everything's kind of in the middle. Uh, now to some stats to make us all sad. Well, uh, what were the, just run me by them again. What were the event wins this week? So there were 12 events, right? There were 13 events. 13 events. Uh, what were the what exactly won all the tournaments? Let's just quickly run through that again. Uh eight eight tournaments were won by Eldar. Eight eight of thirteen. Yep. Just, eight to, of just 13. to confirm. Yep. Two out of thirteen by Gene Stealer Cult. And then mm -hmm. one each by Thousand Suns, Necrons, and Imperial Knights. Yep. Cool. Uh, so we're like 10 weeks in now, I think. I think we're nine weeks in, actually. Oh, we have like 12,000 games total played. Eldar have made up like 10.9% of the meta with a 68.8% win rate. They've won 32 out of 69 events, 95 out of 276 top fours, and they've made up 189 out of 690 top tens with an yeah, overall so overrip of 3.15 and a 2.74 T-whip. So just, just for confirmation on some stats there. So the math was they've won 32 of the 69 GT size events that we've tracked, which gives them a 46.37% win rate for events, like event win rate of 46.37. If you yep. have attended an event in the 10th edition, there is a 46.4% chance it was won by Eldar. Could I ask you to tell me how many factions have a lower game win rate than Eldar have a fact that have event win rate? <laughs> you said 46. 46.4. 46.4. I'm sure I can find a few. Give me just a second. I'm pretty sure it's numbers. like, if I go over to the meta dashboard, I'm pretty sure I can look at this because that's what the meta dashboard is good for. I'm going to, I'm yeah, going to show it's up real bad. Strange. I actually have them at 33 out of 69 as an aside, um, under 46%. Good. So if it's 33 out is... of 69, that's 47.8%. So, right. for, so that's under 48%. That is a lot of factions. So that's like half the field. Um, <laughs> Uh, 46, so that's Chaos Knights, Orcs, Black Templar, Space Marines, Adeptus Mechanicus, Blood Angels, Dark Angels, Astra Militarum, Sisters of Battle, Space Wolves, World Leaders, 
Drukari, Tau, Grey Knights, Death Guard, and Leagues of Otan are all under them. Okay. Every um, single one of those factions wins games less frequently than Eldari win tournaments. And there are only 10 factions who are at or above, and one and of those one is Eldar. One of them is so Eldar. Yep, and one of them is Eldar. So, yeah. Um, the Eldar only other tidbit that I've got... five tournaments away from winning half of all events this edition. <laughs> They're probably going to hit it next week. Um, I'm just going to be honest. They're probably going to hit it next week based on their current win rate of events. They have won almost as many events as Drukari won in all of ninth edition. I think they're just shy of it. Yeah, I think the, the, um, the stat we had was... Oh, no, they're past it. That's right. They actually broke it. One second. No, no, they broke through Harlequins, right? They they, are, they broke oh, through Harlequins. Yeah. So they're Harlequins, for Drukari. we had... Yeah. Drakari, all of ninth edition, from start to finish, the entire time. That army that was broken for, remember, like a year and a bit. Um, Eldar have won 67% of the number of tournaments that Drakari won during that entire period already in 10th edition. Already, yep. they have surpassed Harlequins, who I believe won thirty tournaments through all of um, ninth edition. It's something like that, yeah. It's like roughly thirty. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if we have the stats for like all all time event wins in ninth edition, but Drakari are probably first or second. Uh, I think Tyranids are number one. Yeah, for ninth Tyranids edition. are probably Six, first. They have sixty two. Cool. So the entirety of ninth edition, where we had Crusher Stampede. And Tyranids being incredibly powerful. Um, Aldar have already, in nine weeks of tournament play, half of that in nine weeks. The Tyranids over took half, over. Really. Over half. The Tyranids got in two and a half years and a year of being the single best army in the game with a little bit of time off for like Harlequins being like in and around them. So, yeah, Harlequins and Eldar cannibalize. Harlequins and Nerds cannibalized each other and Eldar like aren't really having that. Gene Star Culture, what like? 30% of that in terms of event wins for 10th edition? Uh, Gene Sealer Colt currently have 14 uh, event yeah. wins for all of 10th so edition. A little, so over, a little over a third. Yep. But uh, for context on that, that is 47 of 69 tournaments is 68% of tournaments have been won by two factions this edition. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's bad. Um, it's real bad. Like, the thing is, that I, I know that it's bad, right? Everybody knows that it's bad, but it's it's so astronomically worse than it's ever been like for context when harlequins had a win rate that was this high or was almost this high i don't even think it was this high like heart elder saying like 72 percent harlequins were like towing towing 70 they hit they almost hit 80 at one point i believe is what it was Harlequins they, almost hit 80 at one point or elder just just for like one week basically it was that week sure. where adepticon happened and they just but like harlequin yeah that was the first one it. where they were like fully pre our void weavers right yeah but like if we're talking like after we saw light sadath got hit changing in range mirror architect got hit they lost army-wide appointed invulnerable save void weavers went up 40 points um they had faction secondary changes like and everything went up points like across the board and eldar are more powerful than that was in a meta that is overall more hostile because there are more armies like we we run the behind the scenes we have the um the faction like elo and all that sort of thing which roughly tracks how good each faction is compared to each other 
Um, Custodians and Imperial Knights, I think, are at the same level that, like, peak Harlequins were. Um, and Eldar are, like, above that, right? Like, yeah. there is just so much... Like, if you transported Harlequin... Like, if you transported um, Custodians or Imperial Knights into the Ninth Edition meta, they would be as strong as peak Terran and peak Harlequins. And Eldar are blowing them out of the goddamn water so much so that it's not even close. I also, I also I love that your cat is just here and being petted this entire time. It's very much keeping me, um, keeping Look, me like slightly sane here. Like the, the the stroking is like helping with the allergies. <laughs> like I would be like dying right now if your cat was actually here, but it's it's working for me. I'm actually about to start sneezing, but don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> My favorite yeah. is that Dan Morris just gave us a hundred Canadian dollars and just said kitty. So yeah, uh, the um, cat is here to I, help I, us I all with deeply Dan and also. Tim, who laundered 199 through us and said, what the? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, emotional support cat is here for just that reason. The meta is terrible, and we're really, really hoping that GW has noticed and that GW is going to do something effective in a couple weeks. Like, they, if it takes them four nurse, like it did with Harlequins and Tyranids, we're going to have kind of a bad situation on our hands for a bit. Um... We already yeah. have a bad situation on our hands. You, I, I think you have to strip this faction down to being unplayable and buff it back. Like, this this faction needs to go down to, like, a 30% win rate for, like, a couple months to just, like, figure out what's wrong with it and just like, overshoot. The ground up. Yeah, just, like, put it in the ground so that nobody has to think about Eldar and the game structure can, like, go into the lab and make it playable. I don't care if you put it back to 50% after, like, after that, but just, like, put it in the bin and then figure it out. Put uh, it in the like, bin until their codex comes out. Exactly. And then you can fix it in the code. It don't have to be good for the next couple of months, guys. It's okay. You've already won more tournaments than you're meant to win over a tournament anyway. Like, they don't need to be playable for a bit. They've won more events than they won the entire time that we tracked ninth event, ninth edition events. And they were the best faction for a decent period of time in ninth edition during, like, the Hail of Doom period and the end period as well, a little bit. Yeah. Asuryani, for the record, across, like, all of ninth. Let me pull it up real quick. I should be able to remember this a little bit faster, but I have to hit the all button. Um... I don't think, yeah, because we split out Harlequins, so they're a separate number, but they won 33 events, and they've already won more than that. They've matched that exactly. It's oh, they've matched it exactly, yeah. So today, nine weeks into the season, is the day that Eldar matched their ninth edition win rate record. Yep, or like this week. Record. Yep, yep, this week. Um, so yeah, so that's it. Um, things are bad. Hopefully they get better. Hopefully GW just puts Eldar straight into the dirt. Um... I say this as somebody who is painting very lovingly an Eldar army that it should just be in the ground. And that's okay. Yeah, as Matt, as, uh, Matt he says in the chat, clearly we just need to adapt. Everybody, run more chain swords, look in your codex, find the combos. Every every codex actually has a unit with anti-Eldar anti 2 plus on every gun in it. You just have to like beat your head into the matchup 15 times to unlock it. Um, no, no, no. You have to look at it like one of those. Can you see the image in the uh, inside the image pictures? Uh, yeah, of course. One of those illusions things. You just have to stare at it long enough, and eventually you'll cross your eyes, and one, an image will pop out for you. Is that how that works? Yeah, definitely. I have a feeling that we're just not going to get a Jeremy today. That's probably right. Which is fine. So now that we've talked Did you about... you know that when Eldar score like 37 victory points, they have a 50% chance to win the game? Oh, Jesus. 
Like I'm looking at our chance to win data, and it's like obnoxious. I guess like, the, question the average is fifty percent chance to win happens somewhere around like the sixty-five to seventy point mark. Eldar's Eldar's happens at like the same point that other armies are hitting like nine percent chance to win. I have a feeling it's because some Eldar players have like three fire prisms and a Wraith Knight left at some point, and they're just like tooling I'm, I'm around the board. Because a lot of people just concede on turn two. <laughs> it could also be that. And then the numbers just get entered this way. Yeah. So anyway, know. the main thing is that GT that was going to ban Eldar, we should have just let it. Yeah, we should have just accepted that they were correct and gone with it. Yep. Never forget the on Codex launch. They were already nerfed. They then got nerfed again, and they're still doing this. On launch, in the in the data cards that they shipped out to everybody, Vipers, Warwalkers, and Death and uh, support platforms go to go to three man squads, and they were all cheaper on launch. Yep. I guess the other question. Oh man, that looks like so much money higher. 1500 Icelandic currency 15 reps into Eldar during WTC older, sure. yeah, I don't know ISK Icelandic something 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 uh, uh, I walked by Ayer's table multiple times during WTC and only got head shakes in response every time so um, I, I think the most important thing is uh, you did it with Eldar, or you did it with Imperial Knights, and Imperial Knights aren't allowed to have fun because they're not an army that deserves to be in 40k, as everybody knows my opinion on this is. Uh, I, I actually love big robots. I love them fighting giant Tyranid bugs because I think I love the robots in, in, in Legion Imperialis. <laughs> it's exactly where they belong. Interstellar credits um, I own, is definitely like, the correct way. Seven big knights, and I still hate the army. <laughs> Disgust me. <laughs> My first ever just, podium was with was with white scars and three big knights, but don't care. <laughs> when is rules cut off for LGT again? You said it a little bit uh, earlier. It's usually two weeks before the event, so it would be like the twenty, the twenty something. So you'll have like a week post, maybe when the yeah. I mean, the list submission will be the sun is the Sunday before the event. So okay, so you have a week, like less than a week, basically. To uh, no, it should be more than that if the. List submission would be the 24th of September. And the second week in September, the last day it could reasonably be is the 15th. So it's at least nine days. And it could be the second week in September could technically be the 8th. And it could like be the 8th <clears throat> because the Friday technically counts. Yep. Uh, the current in his hate list. Knights, um, knights, spiky knights, orcs, Votan, elves, and spiky elves. Do you I hate actually Drakari? don't hate Votan. I think Votan models are fantastic, and I'm a big fan of the line. I just did not like the way that the army launched, so I think nothing to do. You can take Votan off that list. Uh, you can probably put Tau onto it though. Um, I despite, but that's mostly Tau players. I'm not sure that's quite the same thing. Um, uh, but you're pretty, you're pretty close. Are you really hating on Drukari too? That makes me a little sad. I inside. hate all elves that are in sci-fi settings. Elves belong in fantasy and should not be in sci-fi. <laughs> I love it. Um, so what what are you gonna take for LGT if they currently what are you thinking of taking to LGT? Uh if it was tomorrow I would play Eldar because I'm not insane. Makes sense. Sorry. Uh, I mean uh, talking of fantasy races shouldn't be in 40k, but dwarves are humans that are mutated. 
in in the 40k context vote down or up dwarves you're, you're trying to ask Innis to argue with you in a way that makes logical sense and that's not how you're going to win an argument Damn, also i'm Innis. not responding to anything that you say that doesn't involve you sending us money and out so <laughs> i guess we had one other question before like from chat who gave us money which was bums who said if gw tried to, to fix votan with only points how many points does it take um okay so i actually got a chance to like look at some votan points today I would start by just like adding one to every ballistic kill profile on their data sheets. Um, just like all of them, just like make that army BS like three and four on the heavy weapons. Uh, I would make the judgment tokens be possible ballistic skill, not possible to hit, so that they stack so it works with possible to hit abilities. And then you could probably get away with like I would do like a ten percent point buff at that point. Um, just like you know anything that's like one thirty, drop it to one twenty. Anything that's you know one six five, drop it to one fifty and go from there like possible to hit army wide have the possible the possible buses stack with possible to hits and 10 percent points drops and then go from there i think they maybe still be too so too weak but they'd be playable and then from there you could then go slightly more targeted across the board on specific buffs to units that need help because i think some units would probably be playable with that and some units would need more help yeah that's, that's what i would do Although the Land there... Fortress can probably just stay terrible. I don't think that thing ever needs to be good. It looks like a looks like a block of butter somebody deployed. I think that the a lot of Votan vehicles look better when you make them hovercraft instead of um like tractor wheeled vehicles. Like when you slap the conversions with hover are so much better. Apparently, Dan also just bought uh Tim one question. And yes, Ben, you can pay for more cat pets. I accept <laughs> currency in exchange for for rubbing cat bellies until she bites me. In a I, I suppose the real question is, what's the cat's name? Come on, Nathan. Bailey. Bailey. There you go. The other cat is Jameson. Bailey and Jameson. You have interesting names for your cats. They're themed. Um, so Dan has bought one Tim question that I'm going to, I suppose I'll answer. And then Ben has paid money for cat pets. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. McJurek. Congratulations on your win at Salt Lake Open. Also, congratulations on your lairdship, sir. <laughs> Sorry, Laird. Laird McJurek. Laird McJurek. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why is the why is the Land Fortress just like why is it 245 points in BS4? Like, I don't get it. That's really the thing that made the least sense for me about Admech and also for Bertan is that they made their ballistic skill worse on like everything. Went down a point of save. That was the yeah. wild one. We're going to reduce lethality across the board. Also, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what was for me? It's that they reduce lethality across the board for like terminators and for vehicles, but like most yeah. base infantry are just dudes who oh, die. You probably <laughs> give Votan back armor of contempt army wide for for all for everyone. Yeah, basically. just for everything. Like, don't <laughs> touch the don't touch the points. Plus one bullet skill and give them all armor of contempt, and then I think you'd probably be like I don't think you think they need points changes at that point. Uh, if they just like hit better and tank better, like they're still slow, they're still you know like you don't have an invulnerable save. Um, but at that point, like I think there's probably like, but keep the like you can wound reroll into them. That was always wild. But armor of contempt, you know, uh, armor of tank of cover would actually keep their stuff like reasonably well alive, even while it was expensive. It's funny because their buffs from Judgment Tokens are actually pretty good, right? Like, plus one to wound is a very oh, strong is a buff. a wildly good buff. Yeah, yeah like sure. a wildly good buff. 
probably one of the strongest buffs in the game, and yet it doesn't move the dial for that the, entire the problem, army. The problem with it is, is that you only get like four units in a Votan army, so by the time any of them die to give you judgment tokens, you don't have an army left to use the judgment tokens. That's totally fair and reasonable. Okay, uh, how do you fix Death Guard? AJ, that's not any money. I uh, for, No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, Death Guard... Death Guard need a whole index rewrite. They're I... actually in a spot where I just think that army is terrible. Yeah, I mean, if you were really going to try and hit it, it would be something like change the contagion to be plus one to wound if they're within contagion range rather than plus one to hit. Um, or sorry, rather than minus one toughness to like actually have it matter. And then maybe give you crits on fives while you're in melee while you're in contagion range as well. Um, just like up the damage output on like everything. Just like make that army do damage. It's still like ain't gonna like get there but if it gets there you should like you should be like punished to fuck for them getting to you yeah um minor points drops across the board like talking like five to ten percent i don't you don't want to make death guard a horde army um and then a real detachment that's kind of the other thing like the sticky objectives thing is wildly stupid um give them like an actual detachment ability um give them mm -hmm. like you know a defensive mechanic for their detachment ability so they can actually use it i would also consider the one, the one that I like is give them an army-wide six-up feel no pain and then five-up if you're being led. Um, yeah. Just give it like the necro mechanic so that they are resilient and then they become five-up with um, like while being led by a character. So the vehicles are six-up and then the units with a character are five-up and then you get rewarded for running all your like your little shitty things. And then you could maybe even make it like plus one to feel no pain for that. So if you run like a lord and one of the villain, it becomes like a four-up feel no pain. And then you can have like a plague marine squad that's damn tanky, but still a plague marine squad. Um, and it's just like kind of the walking wall that gets at you. Um, yeah, I actually kind of like that. Six of Film of Pain, five of you being, and then plus one for each leader you have in the squad. And then that would be kind of cool. Uh, and then, yeah, um, Mortarian could probably do with like an extra attack or two. <laughs> he could be like Magnusified, where at least he's got like better auras, maybe does more. I actually, Loki, Mortarian's auras are wildly great. Ignoring modifiers in a bubble and brutal ones to wound are completely fine. Um, I do not have particular issues with like Matarian's buffing abilities, and his psychic attack is pretty good. He just doesn't hit hard enough. He probably needs mm -hmm. like dev wounds and an extra attack, is probably what I would go. Um, but yeah, I don't think you need to change points on Death Guard. Like, I think the amount of stuff you get in a Death Guard army should not be high, right? Like, they should not be a Horde army, but up the lethality, make the contagion range actually matter by giving like a lethal, like giving like two actually good lethality buffs. I think either plus one to wound, like plus one to wound into the target. Or crits on fives, or both. Like I really, I don't mind. Uh, I think you could probably do both. And then like the leader film mm -hmm. of pain thing as like a detachment rule. I think that would probably be like what I would go for. Yeah. Um, you can keep the stupid sticky objective one, or honestly, you could just give them it as like part of disgusting and resilient. And then it stops the vehicles being like. I don't think you can just give them like an army wide five up because then you end up with like paper crawlers and rhinos being like randomly dis like obnoxiously tanky. But six up, five up, four up. If you've got the virulent as well, I think that could be kind of cool. I think that's true. Maybe four up is too much, but I would need to like actually see it on the table. And maybe you could always like points the characters up a little bit to accommodate for that. Um, like the very ones. Maybe make it a stratagem like what they did, or an enhancement like what they did with Tyranids. Yeah, enhancement would work as well. Like there, there's a lot of ways you could approach that. There, the, the fact that all the stratagems key off of infected objective markers, you have to be in contagion range of the infected objective marker to get the benefit is bonkers. They are cloud of fly stratagem, which would just work like the CSM one where it becomes um like the untarget ability, like the fact that it doesn't do that is insane. Mm -hmm. um, and their minus one damage should work in shooting as well, not just combat. Definitely. 
I guess the breaking heads has a question of how much, how many super chats does it take to make Innis play Votan at LGT? Well, because he didn't even ask that with a super chat, I'm not even entertaining the question. So he's clearly not <laughs> like even just like me invested in that making that happen. But it would uh, have, to, would be also have as... to buy me a Votan army because I have like two starter boxes and a Brokeer and a Grimnir, and none of it's painted. So. All right. Yeah, I think Death Guard would be actually really cool with that. Like, they would be a wall of, if this hits you, you get punished. But, like, you can stop it hitting you, right? There is there is options and counterplay to that. You have to work to make a squad die, but it will die um, if you, like, really invest in it. And it's still slow, right? Like, it's still, you know, mm -hmm. you're not making it massively hoardy. You're not making it <laughs> insanely fast. Like, none of those things are things that Death Guard should be. <laughs> you know, Dominic, that, I appreciate the offer, but that is still not, like, it's not Fred saying it, so it's not, it's not asking the question. <laughs> but I appreciate the thought. Um, let's go with something like you would have to cover all of the every expense I incurred for LGT, plus making it worth my plus the opportunity cost of me not try not getting to try to do well with another army. So that would probably involve like paying for me to go to another super major on top of that. Uh, of the same size, so you'd have to pay for pay for my LG, LGT and pay for me to go to LVO. There we go. That's uh, that's that's, that's the, a lot. That's the part. Yep, that is. That's like three or four grand, so minimum. And I would still probably not say yes. So there we go. <laughs> if you hit four grand, Ennis will probably. I don't actually yes. want to go to LVO. That's the that's the like you'd also have to convince me to go to LVO. So you know, there there we go. That's something like a line. There you go. And Ben can lodge me LVO for free, but I want to stay in a hotel that's nicer than the Gold Coast. So, <laughs> I mean, although Ben, I might still take you up on that just as an aside because getting because the, the accommodation was wild last year. So we can maybe talk. <laughs> you could you could come to Adepticon. I got a couch. I'm definitely not doing on. that. <laughs> it has to be a supermajor I wanted to go to, and Adepticon definitely Aww. doesn't need that. That's fair. That's reasonable. Nobody wants to come to Adepticon anymore. <laughs> oh, one tap with the phone a wise man once said. <laughs> I don't. Right. Oh, Lord. I'm going to do right. the plugs and then we're going to go on to doing the questions, questions. Because I feel like we're meandering. I mean, that's what our episodes are always like in us. That, that is true. And honestly, Bailey is a wonderful co host. So it's true. So, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for continuing to be with us for stat check even when we have meandering wild episodes like this where all we can really talk about is how grim the game is i feel like i don't know if you've noticed a lot of our episodes are talking about how grim the game is and how much we're waiting for the next balance patch um i don't know what that says about us our mentality or what we're waiting for in the game but i would i need to convey one thing before we really start with it i am having a fantastic time with 10th edition and i am really enjoying myself i am playing a absolute ton of really fun games against great opponents 12 of my 14 games at WTC and Warmasters were phenomenal, and the other two were no fault of the people I played against. They just happened to be a hungover guy in Eldar. The other 12 games were fantastic. I had some of the best fun playing 4K I've ever had. One of the most fun games of 4K I've ever played happened within the last like two within the last two months. Um, but <laughs> despite that, everything is on fire. But I think everything's always on fire with 40k. I complained about every bad that we've been part of since basically the beginning, even when everyone else is like, this is fine. So I want to just convey that when we're complaining, take it from the place of love that it's intended for. We all want the game to be the best it can be. And when it's not that, it frustrates us when we feel like we can see the path to it being that. Um, but 
if you're enjoying 40k right now that there is nothing wrong with that if you're attending events right now there is nothing wrong with that please continue to do so events right now need your support in more ways than one because attendance numbers are not as high as they used to be at the start of even at the start of 10th edition um and people are definitely waiting but go into it with an open open mind the game is still pretty fun um games with your friends and all that against like not the best armies are still wildly wildly entertaining i've had a lot of fun playing not eldar as well exactly just to continue off at this point like a lot of fun playing death watch into people's armies a lot of fun playing essentially non-eldar has been what's going on jeremy's joined us but i'm not adding him until i've done the plugs he can wait in the naughty timeout zone No, 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 no. Finish, so, finish the plugs. Thank you so much, everybody, for being with us for what has been so far an annoyingly negative episode in a time where I don't want to be negative. Um, we really appreciate you guys all being here. There are 53 people currently watching live, which is still insane to me that people sit there and watch us live every week. And I really appreciate all of you for doing that. If you want to support us, a couple ways you can do that. And it's just dropped to 51. Like I've said that. Now, now I feel bad. <laughs> Uh, if you're enjoying the show, please do check us out every Tuesday at 11 p.m. UK, uh, various other times across the globe at youtube.com slash c slash stat check or wherever you get your podcasts in the next in the next couple of hours after that. Uh, it means a lot to us if you could leave a like, a comment, a subscription, all that kind of thing for the interaction on either your platform of choice for the um, like the podcast or on YouTube itself. If you're in a position to, we would love it if you could check out our Patreon as well. That's patreon.com slash statcheck, where you can get access to our Patreon Discord, as well as a bunch of other awesome communities. Uh, a temp, uh, 15% discount at red-dragon.ca, who is one of our principal sponsors. Uh, you can also interact with a whole bunch of incredible people across the community. We were literally in there roasting the R of War tier list that came out today, and Jack Harpster jumps in to defend it and just immediately starts bashing on people. It was fantastic. Uh, I always have great fun with that. Um, so please do please do drop by if you are in a position to. Uh, we are currently wrapping up the top 16 of our TTS league, and we'll be starting a teams event after that fairly shortly. Uh, and it's a great it's a great place to be a wonderful community. You can also check out a couple of other shows on the network. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and the Matrix is now moving to a bi-weekly format where Nathan Roberts and Typhus will be covering all sorts of team related content, and X and One, which is the slightly more intermittent but usually bi-weekly show with Tim and Cliff, where they cover all aspects of 40k and being a better person and all that sort of thing while also having a life outside of 40k which is not something i can relate to personally so it's not a show i'm on often which is a good or bad thing depending on your perspective uh you can also check out uh etsy Sol- etsy or the etsy shop for saltar games where you can get access to a bunch of static merchandise and red dragonca where you can see our things like our objectives our dice uh and also if you're a patron member you can use your discount code for 15 percent off there they do ship internationally uh in both those cases so if that's something you're interested in, please just check it out Finally, stat-check.com slash coaching for myself and Typhus. If you are interested in getting better at any aspect of 40k, please do check it out. We would love to help you as we transition, especially with the balance date coming up. Balance coming up. We've got a bunch of big big tournaments. We're getting into LVO season, team selections for a bunch of WC teams. If that's something that interests you, check it out. We would love to have love to have you along and see what we can do for you. Otherwise, I'm now going to add Jeremy in, and we're going to like actually go on with the show, where we're basically just going to show questions now, and then we'll if we run out of questions, we'll be bashing our heads back and forth in the chat. Thank you so much for being with us as we move on to the second half of the show. Hey, Jeremy. How you doing, pal? Mm. <laughs> How's your car? I'm annoyed. You guys can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. Yeah. I'm just, we, I'm just frustrated. I, I, spent, I, I spent two hours trying to fix a uh, signal light. Did everything according to the instructions. Right part. 
still not working. So now I have to take it in. So rather than paying $6 and 15 minutes of my time, it's going to be like a hundred dollars. It's not great. Mm. No, it's not. Love the shirt. Team Ison shirts are nice. I definitely needed to try and get one of those this year, but I forgot to order one. So yeah, it was uh, very generous and offered to swap after I punted him into the sun at War Masters. Um, Somebody ran up to me and was like, I love your show. Here's a shirt and then ran away. (laughs) <laughs> yes bums i did try turning it on and off again i also tried replugging it back in replacing it double checking the part numbers everything i am i'm done that's why before we a, get too deep into the show cat. before we get too deep into the show though jeremy how was capital city bloodbath this weekend yeah uh capital city how did that go? uh it was kind of weird it felt a little odd actually um namely because francois wasn't there <laughs> Because he won last year, um, and so him not showing up to defend his title was kind of indicative of where things are at. The event had about two-thirds of the attendance that it had last year. We had, I think, 80-something people, and last year we had over 120. Um, But yeah, it was was kind of an odd weekend. Um, Up until round six, it was very funny because I was repeating the exact same path I had last time. I had gotten a draw midway through on day day one. Uh, and so I was headed to finish second if I won my last game. And then I threw my last game. So, but yeah, it was aside great. from that, you play? Uh, I just played with the GSE that I was playing at, uh, at War Masters. Entirely fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was used to. So just decided to go with it, borrow the army off of a buddy. I know I'm sitting on about 2,500 points of new in box GSC. We'll see if it stays with me, but it probably won't. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. So, okay, um, Dan Morris contributed a hundred dollars, hundred Canadian for Kitty. So, you know, like, <laughs> sorry, we can pay your we can pay your editing fees this month, Jeremy. I promise. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, aside from that, it was a good weekend. Um, Tim Deatlifts, uh, Team Canada, and fellow teammate for like regular team events took the event uh, with Eldar. You know, one of the is Tim one like everything you guys have run for like the last three months or something. You were like that, something close to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, no, he didn't win Capital Clash because he lost to Zach. Uh, Showing El- that even Eldar, Eldar can even help a man who loses fights to Bushes win tournaments. <laughs> he was a killer at the WTC, um, so I certainly can't complain. Yeah, for sure. We uh we did run we ran some fun stats that you might have heard at the beginning of the show, Jeremy. Like um, Eldar have already matched um, their event wins for ninth edition in tenth edition. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep, and they're uh, two thirds of the way to Drakari and halfway to Tyranids already. I... Yeah, that sounds about right. Because I was going through it. Yep. Now keep in Great. mind we're missing. I think it's two months worth of stats in that whole set, but that's going to be pretty close. And the fact is that that's almost three years of ninth data yeah. as compared to there's also um the 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 one that i like the most is that there are um 10 factions that eldar don't have a higher event win rate than than they than they have game win rates <laughs> okay that one hurt because <laughs> eldar win 48 point something percent of the tournaments they go to um, and there are only 10 factions with a higher game win rate than that oh that hurt. so they have a lower chance of winning a game than eldar have of winning a tournament just for anybody who missed those stats, I Aww. wanted to make sure that everybody was aware of the context with which our let's, planning is coming. Let's waylay into show question. No, because those it. are more depressing. <laughs> They're going to be have, so much worse. All right, I have show questions. Let's do it. But, but do I'm going to editorialize. It today, so. I'm going to editorialize a few of them because some of them 
at least the first one. The second part of this is just like banging on GW, and I don't have a I don't have a solution to that. It's not no, a no, question we can. One, no. Fuck. no, number two is it a question that we can't answer? Um, that's the best kind of question, man. Frank asks: Aside from punting Eldar into the sun, how do you even begin to fix the faction at this point? Pun them into the sun. I think you do Thank pump you. them into the sun. Uh, like short of rewriting the majority of their data sheets, you just need to make them like twenty-five to thirty percent more expensive. I'd wager. I I would go with like I would not be confident in beating twelve hundred points of Eldar with a lot of armies. Yeah, but we're 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 talking about also bringing up other armies at the same time, not just punting Eldar yeah, into the sun. No, that's that's fine. I'm okay with like I I reckon like forty to sixty percent increases on everything. Yeah, being. But I think if you could put some units up forty to sixty percent, like you could put a Wraith Knight yeah, up you to have twelve everything. The the Wraith Knight would yeah. be one of the best units. That poor in the game striking Scorpion unit. <laughs> That's poor striking Scorpion unit. Yep. Is already you not. Could probably, you be, could probably leave them alone. Just don't like. do the accidental Drukari Thick City mistake of let's nerf yeah, all their good stuff and buff a single goddamn unit in the next. You cannot buff a single unit, not even once. Um, okay. No, I, I don't. I don't want to think about it. It makes me hurt too much. Part three is what would the Marine Codex attachments need to include in order to make them at least worth considering over Gladius currently? Well, I mean, hmm. they'd have to give you something comparable to what Death Watch gets, right? Because that's the choice over Gladius right now. Army wide advance and charge and plus one damage on the charge and Lance. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> okay, maybe give me, give, me white, give, me white, give me old white scars from turn one plus Lance and we'll talk. Maybe two of those, not all three. Give, give me no, no. Give me, give me all of it. It'll, dude, melee, melee and tenth. You, you really worried about it? Ah, eh, that's fair. That's reasonable. Give me it. But one CP for Lance, fine. but you get everything else. No, no, Lance, Lance on the no. Profile. Blood Angels don't get it. You don't get it. I don't care. Blood Angels don't. Blood Angels can use this detachment. It's fine. All right. Uh, Dan asks: At this point, should we seriously be talking about just banning certain factions for the sake of the health of the game? So we spoke a bit about this during the stats bit. The problem is, as we as we discussed, Eldar are as much better than like Custodians and Imperial Knights are than Custodians and Imperial Knights are than like the next set in terms of win rate mm -hmm. and, and stats. And Custodians and Imperial Knights are about as good as Harlequins and Tyrannus were last edition. So you have to hit like five factions before it's even like remotely looking like playable. And all that really does is remove all the predators for like Dark Angels, Death Watch, Thousand Suns, Necrons, mm -hmm. and then you have the same problem recursively, and it keeps going all the way down until you're like, yeah, but sisters sure do wail on the Votan players in our two-faction <laughs> meta. So, <laughs> no, it's, it, I, I agree. It's actually really challenging to go ahead and do something like that because of the stratification that the meta actually sees right now. Um, you, you need a... I mean, some books just need rewrites, but you need a complete repointing of most armies to really get to a point where we can start seeing balance. That being said, it is achievable. Yep. I like this. You get advance and charge of plus one damage and your choice of one of these three keywords on every unit of the charges, like the Taz. That's, that's yeah, 100%. I mean, wouldn't you just... I think you would always just take sustain too, wouldn't you? Because you have oaths? It depends. Lance can be really good as well, right? And so can Devlin's, so... I guess. Plus one to wound is real, yeah. Plus there are units that like already have sustained and things like that, right? So, there. Next question is from Mike. Is favorite Age of Sigmar faction asking for a friend? Uh, Sons of oh, Bohemia. They killed. They killed Haya. Of course you. Of course you would. You're such a night player. Honestly. I'm not a night player. I see. The only reason that it's in my head is because at the doubles event that I ran on Friday, which by the way, doubles super fun way to actually play the game right now because you don't care about anything. Um, 
That's what we can talk about a little bit more actually after this because I do want to talk about like Thousand Marines. Sons and Desolation Marines, so we can turn off armor saves and shoot you with Desolation Marines. Yes, you can uh, also. Do I don't that. think. Well, no, that does work because it's just friendly. Yeah, of course. It's not, it's not like the. It's not like a yep. lot of other things where they lock the direction. Yeah, that would be very funny. Uh, I would also slap them if if anyone tried to do that at the Devils event, um, <laughs> because I it was a mandatory fun one. But um, no, the reason I, the Sons of Helmet came to mind is that one of the guys I was playing at the Devils also played in the AOS tournament at. Uh, um, Capital City Bloodbath, and he was playing a beautifully painted Sons of Bahamut army. I am a big fan of dinosaurs. So Seraphon, Seraphon are where it's at. I also am very fond of Skaven. So those are my two, because science rats, doing science things that blows them up, kind of touches me deep in my soul. Skaven were one of my two old world factions. So because they don't, like, they reintroduced high elves, but not in a cool way. So, and I, I don't think cities have enough of high elves for me. So, yeah, Skaven or <laughs> Skaven or like that, um, the Varangard army where it's just like Archeon and like 12 character units or like 12 <laughs> like dudes that are all like characters but in squads of three. Like, I want to do that. Um, so yeah, like the Varangard or Skaven. Although, I will say the Seraphon models are wonderful. Preston asks a question that I don't think is intelligible, but it's if Eldar are broken, why are Harlequins like that? Well, it's specifically like if the Eldari Codex is such a problem, why are Harlequins so middling? And I would argue that actually those, even those data sheets, if they were in any other book, they would actually be really, really, they would be frequently played. The problem is... Voidweavers are real good. Voidweavers are amazing. Um, Every national good. teams took them real good at the WTC. Struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. Voidweavers are a strongly playable 100-point data sheet. Um, I don't think the Skyweaver is that bad. It's just very specifically keyed for, for vehicles in a book that doesn't need the help on that. Uh, I have seen them showing up as like Drakari allies a decent amount, and I think they're quite fond of for that. Um, the Solitaire is great. I think the Troopmaster is like a little weak. Um, the Troopmaster could probably do with like having a damage a, to a melee weapon, weapon. A, yeah. a melee weapon like at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, players I think are a little like players are like up point or two too expensive but like i don't think they should be much more than what they are in terms of output i just think they're probably slightly too mm -hmm. slightly too expensive mm -hmm. and then the troop master just needs to like actually actually hurt when he hits you uh and mm -hmm. i don't know enough about the the spirit here i think the spirit here just kind of like influences like it's double move for a unit that doesn't really need it and a faction that doesn't really need it um death jester, death jester is great so, shadow seers have the lock on advance and charge as well i think yeah, that's, yeah. they give it death jesters are fantastic so it's like I don't know. I guess players are a bit expensive, and Eldar don't need and Eldar don't need harmonies, yeah, like, and that's kind of the problem. Like you could probably win like five, five Harlequin, and one, four and one with Harlequins pretty easy. Yeah, it's just that like if you like if you're using the Eldari book, why aren't you it. using the other yeah. stuff in it? You could play yeah. pure Harlequins if you wanted to. Um, yeah, again. if you played like pure Harlequins plus the Incarn, I think you'd like <laughs> be very capable of winning a major. I was just about to say <laughs> one of the teams at the doubles did show up with pure Harlequins with the Incarn. Someone got mad and I said, eh, "It can't be that good." And then they went, and then uh, and then midway through round one, I was like, "No, we have a problem here. They, th these data sheets are still too good." Yeah, like Yvrain could like Yvrain getting a Harlequin squad is pretty good. Uh, I think, the, and the, so if you just played like Yanari Harlequins, I think you could easily win a major with that, with like pure Harlequins plus the Yanari stuff. Um, and then yeah. like you have the advanced option of like if you want to stick in an or stick in like Altark Wheelieber to be your warlord instead of your ring because she doesn't need to be your warlord, and then stick in you know like um, or you oh, could ally in like Ravagers or whatever. Like you put in your choice of shooting on top of it to like turbocharge the the 
fluid weavers and yeah no problems so dan f asks a question that i think isn't current enough so i'm going to change it uh what's the best class in Baldur's gate 3 right now i have not played it. i don't know i don't have a computer that can play it Aww, yeah same here man that makes me sad fine but i'm pretty sure carlac is best girl that's all it's i have true all I that actually out. is reasonable uh bards and paladins are the best Baldur's gate 3 classes in my opinion but always the bard you know. You can definitely bard in Baldur's Gate 3 real hard, like bard to like peak barding. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, when can we get Laird Ben McJurek on the show? Well, I'm pretty uh, sure that was in chat, so he can see. He can answer that. When do you want to be on the show, Laird Ben McJurek? Do, do you even want to be a guest on our show? I don't know. <laughs> We can figure we can figure out Big Any Ben on the show. He's won enough stuff that I feel like we can probably bring him on and be I like, mean, he did just win. He did just come just back from WTC and like won a, a seven round super major. So yeah, I know. Um we'll talk to Ben. I think we can make that happen. I meant to be writing a Gunamarco with Ben at some point as well. So yeah, he was he was in my DMs last night complaining about Elo being wrong. Well, he should be because he was GW about his ITC ITC rankings being wrong because GW haven't submitted for Tacoma yet. Or for Casey. <laughs> Is that because he went too low in the ELO rankings? Yes, actually. Which, there. I'm going to go on a very slight tangent here. Uh, someone, Anyone who's in the Discord noticed my little announcement, and anyone who goes to the website will have noticed this. Um, I did a complete rewrite of ELO and CRS last night because I found a mistake that had been propagating for over a year. Um, yeah. I mean, it put me in like the top three or four, so I'm okay with it being fixed. It, it turns out... <clears throat> You really need to be careful when you're naming your variables that they're not too similar, so they don't end up being crossed over. Um, oh no, Cass! I'm talking about KC singles, not KC teams. Um, the next question is: oh, no, I'm in top is, three in CRS. Elo, I'm sixth. Sad. What is everyone's favorite Green Day song? Uh, basket case. I was also going to say basket case. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. I'm too edgy. You're too young, so you probably just never listened to that. <laughs> I have absolutely heard basket case. There is definitely a generational divide as to which <laughs> albums we of, of Green Day we listened to. Yeah, D Dookie is older than I am. Let's go. Let's start with that. Yeah, so... Dookie was my first CD. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure mine was a Plain White Keys album. So uh, so oh, yeah, either that or Time of Your Life. That's a good Time of Your Life is good as well. But time of your life is also like your like, grade eight graduation, isn't it? Sure. American Idiot is as all obviously a it aged, song, it has aged would, extremely if well. It wasn't if it wasn't extremely overplayed, it would absolutely have been my favorite. Mm -hmm. uh, to answer uh, your question, I'm assuming that's Fred that's on the Breaking Heads channel right now. Uh, the reason it is, it's not yeah, showing any the patron, so the reason that it's not showing any change is because when I reran when I rewrote it. I reran the entire thing in one batch from February of 2022 to today. Um, and rather than look at what it changed this last week, I just said, this is where it's at. And I'll start updating the changes on a weekly basis now. I'm glad Ennis is wrong because that's not me. So that's okay, but I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Donatas asks, what were the most annoying early defenders to pair against for your respective teams? No, uh, nothing. We planned. We were fairly happy with like everything in the meta. Yeah, Imperial Knights were like weirdly awkward because we just kind of expected no good teams to have them. So we only had like 
five answers to them, not the full eight that we could have had. Yeah. Um, so they ended up being like slightly more awkward than I wanted, but it never really mattered. We found the same, although it was very funny if we were if we still had both our GSC and our Elder and they defended with Imperial Knights, we went, okay. We really enjoyed the um hey, okay, here's uh Dark Angels and uh here's Dark Angels and Custodes. Just oh. like go play. It was great. Yeah, Chris had a uh, had a bit of a night on his back after War Masters, so it wasn't until we got we didn't get that night off of his back until uh until Italy. Yeah, and the the problem was the problem with Knights of WTC was like they couldn't really attack early because if you put them out too early in the process, you would get double double like pinned by two armies you couldn't play, and you couldn't defend with them. Or sorry, so you had to like attack with them like when there was no boards left that they were good on, or you had to defend with them early where they would get pinned, and there was just no real good answer. So you had to like thread the needle with them very precisely, which ended up just being really difficult. No, that sounds about right. Chaos Knights said a little better than that specifically. I think Chaos Knights are a worse army than Imperial Knights, but within the team meta, they, they ended up being a lot better, better because they paired cleaner. Yeah. Like you could just throw them into a couple of things and have like reasonable options. I know I have that here All somewhere. Right. Where did it go? The next one is from Preston is is this the highest CRS slash ELO we've seen for a faction? Yep. By a wide margin. It's not actually. Yeah, we got it corrected. I'd forgotten yeah. that. Jeremy oh, okay. had corrected it, so it's actually not as high for CRS and Elo, but they have won way more things than other factions. Yeah, have. it's it's very close. Um, like if I look at Ducari and Harlequin, Eldari have a CRS of nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, so and... Ducari peaked at two thousand and twelve back in June of twenty twenty one. Jesus, Ducari was two years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and Harlequins peaked at twenty eighty one back in well the, that six week window when they had everything to be fair though if eldari were a player they'd only be the 25th ranked player <laughs> also aside from These wtc are 24 players are bad in eldar that's pretty impressive aside from during wtc where they dipped ever so slightly in elo like the upward trend has been basically linear so we'll probably see them break 2000 before the balance patch hits in mid september mathematically it's never gone down it could hit 3000 like <laughs> Yes, sure. Uh, last night when I was last night when I was rewriting it, there were a couple iterations that ended up going to twenty eight hundred before I found out what was going wrong. Um, <laughs> you should have just left it. it no, because things got really weird really fast. Um, uh, yeah, one of the mistakes that I found, and it was something that had just been missed when I initially implemented this, the faction rankings, was the way that it works is it basically creates a double steam between the player and the faction. Except what happens when you're playing the same faction? You both do this, yeah, and it ends and it up double. And it, it doesn't cancel out properly um, because one team was favored over the other. Um, so yeah. I, I rewrote it so it so it accounts for mirror matches now because then it should just be pure player skill at play. That makes cool. sense. So Luke asks, of all the ind indexes, how many do you think need fundamental rewrites? You skipped the question. Uh, that's because we already kind of answered the question before that that's one. That's fair. Because we talked about Votan and we talked about making changes for it. Sorry, John, your question is not cool and unique well. enough. So, yeah, sorry, John, but your question was already answered kind of when we talked about design space a little bit earlier. Um, how many do you think need fundamental rewrites, not just points, nerfs, or buffs? Ooh, let's let's um, go down the list. This can be for hurt. any reason, either too strong, too weak, or have a terrible play style. Yeah, I mean, for terrible... I actually don't think... 
that Darklands no, no, Drakari we're, have? We're going to go down the list. All right. Okay, we're going to go down the list. We're going to go down the list in order of CRS, so in faction CRS. So give me okay. one second to load this up. Because I think it's going to be like All right, I'll 20 do it of for them. You. Okay. How many of them? So I guess we'll just answer in very basic ways. Just do they need a rewrite or do they need points? Yeah, okay. Eldari, uh, fundamental rewrite, that army's fucked. Yep. Custodes, points and a couple stratagems. I think they're probably like, I, I they're nearly there. Style. Yeah. Yeah. They're nearly there. They're just too good at it. Um, and Cults. they need to stop like owning the fight phase. Cults, points and demo charges. I actually like the playstyle of the faction. I, I don't think the respawn is I, as impressive as people think it is. I don't even think the demo charges are a problem. I think, no, once, they, I, they, they I think once you point everything up, it's fine. Yeah, but I don't think you should want. I don't think I want to point Gene Circles up too much. Like 15 points for an acolyte already feels steep, and that's what they're pointed at. But it's because yeah. of demo charges. Yeah, that's like fair. that unit needs to be a different data sheet if you're going to point that up. But it should be a horde army. It should feel like it is. It just, you know, is and too good you, at it. You just have to mess around a little bit with regeneration then and just make it not automatic for battle line. Units. Yeah, I would probably push regeneration to like a three up for battle line or like a two up for battle line and a five up for everything else or something like that. Like, I don't think it's. But I think once you've adjusted points, the drop turn doesn't hurt nearly as much. Same with the, yeah, and the like turn. Just which means charges. that the stuff coming back isn't as impactful anyways. Yeah. And demo charges <laughs> just need to be worse. And I would probably make the next also once per battle round rather than once per turn. And the fact that that guy has 50 points in the best version of that. Yeah, I don't really know. Every, every time I would explain my point is I can do a free strat once per turn. They're like, once per battle round. Like, you have to look, oh, once per turn. And yeah, it's like the tyrant, is, the tyrant is once per turn and a 12-inch aura, but he's 220 points. Yeah. And, like, the Nexus is and 50. He, he like, can't be protected. Like well, he can. It's yeah. just very hard. Yeah. Like, you have to make him anti-infantryable. Um, but, like, so, like, cults are, like, on the border for me. Like, I think you could probably fix it with either way, and it wouldn't mm -hmm. be too bad, but... Orcs, sure. Um, orcs, points probably, and I think orcs are honestly barely fine. Like orcs are yeah. pretty like where I think army should be right mm -hmm. now. Death Watch, probably points. Like I think Blackbeard Task Force fits the vibe for them really yep. well. Yep. I don't uh, think there's any particular interactions in Death Watch that are problematic. Uh, Hellfire into Desos is probably the only thing, but that's more of a Deso problem than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Demons. Chaos Demons points but i also think it's like egregious points on a few things yeah is that uh, not like mechanically like, they're fine uh i, I want to see need, like some bellicor's data sheet though that data sheet should not exist in its current capacity and needs to have his power taken out of him and put into other things that aren't bellicor because that ability is too powerful that should be very targeting yeah 100 yeah, that should just not exist and the army should be buffed to compensate because it's so binary in a bad way yeah that's fair sure. we don't include thousand them. sons points and like a couple of mechanics but broadly i think they're fine i think cabal, I think points, cabal could points rebalanced nice. and that would actually do it yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i think cabal points are slightly too slightly too easy to get right now um and that's yep. about it looking at like, i think most things just kind of need to go down like one cabal point like it, I, mainly i would have it like if a sorcerer is in a unit you get the higher of the two and then maybe tamp like infernal masters or exalt and like a few things like down one or up a few costs by one, mm -hmm. and then you'd probably be fine. Uh, and maybe change the free strat to like reduce cost by one and repeat rather than pretend it to zero. But like, yeah. there's lots of little things you could change there that would be fine. Yeah. Um, Necrons, fundamental rewrite that army is. I just don't think bonkers. it needs a fundamental rewrite. I wholly disagree. That I don't think that the way that army is built is like fits its attachment at all. Like, the detachment. I guess for like, me, I'm putting this in the context of there's going to be a codex that has more detachments. One detachment not fitting with the army is okay. 
Yeah, but I I mean like I, I think you need a fundamental like data sheets in that army. Like the reanimator, the like the concept of reanimation just needs a rewrite. I I think it's fine. I think the issue I think, I think the absolutely smoking crack. I think the issue here is crypto thralls more than anything else. Crypto thralls, resorb, reanimators, like they're all like there there's like seven mechanics on reanimation that are pushed. And then transcendent katana is like just should not exist in its current capacity. So fine, the transcendent Kadan, I will agree, just shouldn't be able to take relics. Yeah, yeah. It's at its current point cost and yeah. just no longer be. Yeah. Able when to it was able it to take, when it was able to take relics and it couldn't regen, I was like, okay, maybe that's an intentional choice. When they gave it reanimation products, I was like, well, it's just an auto take in every army now. You can also heal it with a technomancer. <laughs> you could always heal. Chaos knights are fine. Tyranids are getting something. I think realistically, that army doesn't do enough damage and needs to be less good at scoring. CSM, I don't love their identity. I think they're too heavy on the shooting. Um, like I think the army addition is too heavy on the shooting, to be honest. Yeah, I know, but I like think they CSM have good. They have good melee data that. sheets. The problem is, yeah. is that you'd rather just shoot your opponent from across yeah. the board than Forge Fiends and the Blurriers are like significantly too cheap. Um, yeah. Space Marines fundamental rewrites like Gladius is way too good, and everything else is way too shit. And their data sheets are hot garbage. Marine data yeah. sheets across the board are like the white breadest white bread in the saddest way. And the only thing that makes them playable is board discipline and Gladius. Yep. yep. I was looking at, uh, I was cleaning up a Tolf that imploded over last week, and I was cleaning up all my intercessors. And I was just like, I'm never going to put these on the table because they just shit. Yep. Yeah. Um, Black Templars points guard fundamental rewrite. There needs to be a limit on artillery. Like their detachment is also terrible. Like it's so boring. It's it makes the army need to tilt so much further into platforms that never move. Yeah. Because we give you a rule that said stay still. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll run the stuff that stays still. Cool. Yeah. Fine. I guess I bite as well because I don't want to move because if I move, none of my none of my stuff gets its benefits anymore oh boy so here's the question i have uh, for you if theoretically indirect was reworked to what it was in ninth where it was worsen your ballistic skill and they get plus one to their armor would it be okay no because then it just becomes binary right it's either this can this does enough damage to table you and it's good or it doesn't and it's an unplayable army right That's you're great all you're doing is creating binary there like indirect should just never be like a viable answer to anything besides the five inches behind a wall if you spend 300 points fair um <laughs> yeah that's mechanicus not i honestly okay. don't hate the detachment like it's not great but it's not like fundamental rewrite they're um data sheets need rewrites they're just like two their army rules pretty bad too the rule is yes. bad, but I, it's not problematically bad. I think it's kind of problematically bad. If everything, in the, army, if everything in the army rule. actually got the army rule, it might be a little bit better. Yeah, that, yeah. that I'll give you. That, like everything should have canticles, basically. But mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Drakari. I honestly think the melee was an aberration, and they're meant to be a shooting army. They, um, they've been the melee for nearly every other buffed, edition. But, yeah, Their the data sheets need buffed, rewrites, and I think. Like, honestly, Dark Lances are probably too easy to spam, but I think it's all data sheets and points. Like, you could adjust mm -hmm. the army, like, fine-tune it a little bit, and it'd be fine. Blood Angels, Marines. Marines, Tau are, I think, fine. Like, Tau are, like, where I want the game to be right now. They feel fair um, when you're playing on their level. I would move a little bit of power out of Tetras. I think Tetras are wildly too good, and into a few <laughs> other things. I Tetras mean, should give, Tetras like, reroll ones to hit. Tetras should just be, like... 50 points like like 50 points more for a unit rather than 80 points they are chapter master and they're weirdly like <laughs> toughness seven with seven wounds like they should not be four yes. point models 14 wounds and then for 80 points 
Yeah. Uh, and then, like, you move some of that power out of Ketras, and it's fine. I did not say Ride Detachment is okay, Paul. I said it's not problematic. I don't think it's, like, a design failure. It's just not good. It's okay for things to not be good and for power to exist. In I mean, places. I would say it's a fundamental design failure because it doesn't do anything. Uh, I think the actual like detachment, like every, the detachment rule, attachment is more than just its detachment ability. The rules and abilities inside, like the stratagems, are not too bad. The stratagems are fine. I'll give you good. that. Like I think the army rule, like it's okay for the power budget of a detachment to not be in its detachment rule. Right, that's completely fine. Chaos if the power budget is being used elsewhere, yeah, exactly. Like the chaos Knight detachment sucks, but the chaos Knight detachment is good. So, All right, I get like, it. not every not everyone can have the same power budgets in the same places. That's what makes armies feel different and unique, and I think that's fine. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's fair. But I think if the data sheets in Admech were like usable data sheets, that detachment rule would be like, oh, it's a cool nuance. It's like it's like you know shadow in the warp. Like it's not a real army rule, but Terranids have a weak army rule to have cool detachment ability and like theoretically cool data sheets right there's differences in power level sure now i will say having a strong army rule and weak detachment rules does homogenize builds across detachments because everything will feel fairly similar because you're getting not getting a lot of the detachment ability but that's not necessarily a bad thing for some armies to be different like that and have fairly stylized like it also means that if a codex them. comes out and there's a severe disparity between two of the between one of the detachments and the other ones with a strong army rule you'll only see that yeah, for yep. sure. And like some of them are not going to be aimed at competitive play. Some of them I'm sure will be like narrative style ones. Like there's going to be a bike one for space marines that no one's ever going to play and things like that, right? Yeah, it'll be but, the Gravis one. Yeah, exactly. I think it's I think it's okay for that to exist. Like, yes, some of them could need buffs, but not everything needs to be good. Like things mm -hmm. can some things can be there for flavor and for like nuance within and for like counter options and things like that, right? Yeah, you have to have your relic yeah. pistols. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um worldly errors points almost exclusively but i actually hate the way their world leaders are built um i think i think you could need some way data sheet adjustments like they need the, some the blessings of corn mechanic is fine i yeah. i think the blessings of corn mechanic is actually the thing that makes the army need to be terrible <laughs> because if that army is ever good that mechanic is soul crushing fair yeah like, you can't have world eaters that are playable because they have, like, a billion inch threat ranges on a billion units, and Angron comes back on a literal lottery that costs no resource, right? Like, that's not a thing that you can reasonably have be a fair and balanced army within a metagame without existing on a razor-thin edge of balance. That's fair. Sure. And I think that that mechanic is just inherently problematic and should be significantly weakened in order to, like, incredibly improve the data sheets. Yep. Like, I would drop, like, 40 to 50 percent of the power out of that and up like 60 to 80 percent of power on the data sheets and then that army is a lot more about a lot more interesting i think if it just removing yeah. the advance and charge would be enough yeah i would remove advance and charge or make it so you pick one maybe not both maybe not two abilities maybe you can only pick one at a time for for blood tithe abilities that'd probably be fine yeah or exactly. pick one so of these or or two of these focus. yeah yeah, have it be like one movement or two two combat buffs like you choose mm -hmm. and then like have angle be like yeah, you could have categories instead yeah, I think that would be a yeah. more interesting way to do it. What's, but like, the, I'm, like, what's the next one down? Next one is Sisters. I think broadly... They just need a rewrite. Points, but rewrite would work too. I think like Sisters is just... All their damage output options are too weak. Melta just kind of needs to have like anti-vehicle 3 plus stable onto it. Or just yeah. 4 plus even. Yeah, give them like anti-vehicle and also 4 plus, And I think Melta is like okay. Just anti-vehicle. Leave monsters alone. No, <laughs> no, I think it's fine. They do, they do need some good. kind of an answer to high toughness, and they don't have that right now. Aside yeah, like from they rolling have fives, or a wildly good data sheet, and then like they have the best chaff package in the game, other than maybe Nids, and then nothing else. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Like the, the army is running the garbage unit of Vol and three three uh thing, three Paragon what are they called? Paragons because they have nothing else that's even remotely close to viable and they at least do something. The Paragon's having a strength twelve tank shock, it's very funny. Votan, <laughs> I love the Votan detachment. I just think their data sheets suck ass. Yep. I also don't like their army rule, but I also recognize that that is a very dangerous army rule to fuck around with. The army rule, I would change it to be plus one ballistic skill, and then plus one to ballistic skill, and plus one to wound, and that would be fine. The fact that it doesn't stack with other plus one to hits when they have like the I call like because plus one to hit yep. is stupid. Like, uh, yeah, change that alone, and I think that attachment rule is super cool. I don't love their like the like pick a unit to get two judgment tokens on. Like, I think that's a little bland, but it's okay. Like I said, it's okay for things to be bland as long as they're you know, power level is in appropriate places. It's just the data sheets suck. I'd give them back, like I said earlier, I'd give them back Void Armor, I'd give them back plus one skill, I'd give them plus one plus skill across the board, and then leave it there without point changes, and then maybe come back with point changes if necessary afterwards. Void Armor being the AP, not the... Give them the AP, reduce AP by one, but not the, um, the no real wounds, and then give them sure. plus one plus skill on basically everything. Don't touch the points. They're not meant to be a Void Army, and I think you're, like, approaching interesting there. Yep. What's the next one? Great, Great nice. Great they need fine. a they, are, like around the power level. I like armies being. I think they could use a slight points reduction, and that's about it. Yeah, I don't even know if they need that. If you believe Jack, yeah, yeah, but I, I guess it's also we, a, well. And this I is an army should only be usable by the three best players on the planet. No, keep on. It's also it's okay to have sky kill, high skill cap armies in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Isn't okay. That to have everybody's high complaining skill. about it at the moment that there's no armies that like require. You, think you can have a high skill cap army, but it the skill cap shouldn't be. You should be one of the top five players on the planet. Nobody has put the effort into them because they're not set. No, I actually disagree with you on that. I think a lot of people could play Grey Knights to very reasonable success, but why would you put the effort in unless you're doing it for WTC? That's the actual mm. question there. Like, I don't think Grey Knights are like some incredible mind bring giga army that you have to be incredible to play, but there was one build that worked. It took a while to find it, and one person put the effort into it because he was doing it for WTC because he couldn't play Eldar or GSE or Custodes or Space Marines. And that's mm. it. That that's the reason that that army is not seeing experimentation. There are people who will do well with Grey Knights now that that build is found. It will start to come out of the work, and people will get good at that the same way people got good at GSC last edition or any other high skill gap army over the previous time. It is okay for armies to be like that, but right now the meta is so hostile to doing things that are cool that that doesn't work. Cool. And then Death Guard, we spoke about earlier. Uh, I would fundamentally rule like seven of their mechanics uh, to make yeah. them like the wall, the unstoppable wall that punishes you like like F if they make it to you, but struggle to make it to you. And I think that's fine. Uh, for anybody who missed it, my suggestions were change contagion range to be plus one to wound against the target if they're within contagion range. And if you're within contagion range and a melee, system, uh, crit hits on fives and uh, give them a six of Philippine army wide and plus one to that for each leader in your squad. And no points changes. Like leave the them. So you end up with six up Philippine army wide, five up on squads that are being led, and then four up on squads that are being led and have a variant character as well to give you like an incentive to double set the characters. I like it. All right. And that only goes on plague marines because only plague marines can have that. New and I guess if it's the squad up four up Philippine for plague for poxwalkers, and I think that's fine. Yeah. All right. Next question is from Chris. Uh, do you know if the update we are supposedly getting in September nope. is just? We know nothing. We, Sorry, we do not. Like, but. I can There's hope thing... it's both. Yeah. They said that this should be a points one, I think, when they talked about the way that they were going to cycle. I hope it's more. I really hope it's more. Because yeah. it's but I, I hope it's more. Start the like schedule on mechanical the changes, points. Just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks yeah. at this point. This is the first balance patch, and it's the first opportunity they're going to have to 
show the community that they care and they are listening. Mm-hmm. Make the goddamn most of it. Kill we just answered wounds. the second. Please and thank you. Melee, devastating wounds should be melee only, and it should be plus two AP on shooting and dev- and more wounds in melee. Or, <laughs> or hear me out. Dev wound should just you don't get an armor save. Uh, I'm okay with plus two maybe. plus two AP and then more wounds in melee. I think that would be fine. All right. The next one we already talked about. Uh, the third one. Oh man, somebody also put in more cat petting text. Okay. Um, we can't answer the third one because we are not in GW's heads. Uh, I hope they watch that check. It'd be cool. Uh, I think it'd be cool listening to like deranged ravings. I don't think that they would necessarily watch us, but I do know that they read our website and our articles. Mm-hmm. And that's just because I'm sure there are people they've... at GW who listen to us. Oh, for sure. Necessarily, like, yeah, but I mean, MetaWatch has made reference to some of the stuff that we do on the website, so it's clear that someone there is paying attention and is responding to what we're doing. If any of the lower tier armies got a decent buff, is the one you would like to play if it got the rules or points to make it viable? Any of the ones I own, like I'm, I'd I would love play... to get my Admech or my Voltan out. Yeah, I'd love to I'd get play Drukari. I would also love to have motivation to get the Sisters Army off the ground because I started assembling it six months ago and it's still sitting in boxes. <laughs> uh, what's the most upsetting food? Whatever you like, viewer, your favorite food. It upsets me. Well, I mean, we. <laughs> So strumming. And what is you should do is you get in the comments shark? on the YouTube video and should tell me what your favorite food is so that I can have the chance to revile it. Pineapple. And then I skipped Nick K's question, but I, because I think we talked about it a little bit, is do you think there's a faction that's overrated and underrated for singles? I mean, we talked about it a little bit. GSC are overrated and Eldar are underrated. <laughs> I feel like that's agreeable. Yeah. Uh, Elo Woozle asks, how do you rate OC and Battleshock compared to Objective Secured and Morale? I like OC more, and I like Battleshock more than both yeah, of those. I, I just think Battleshock would require you to pass an Yes. Once you are Battleshocked, you should have to pass a test to un-Battleshock rather than just I think that's the only change I would make to Battleshock. And then, like, it's still hard to fail, but once you fail it, it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I think OC is actually fine. Like, the, the abacus on it is... A little annoying, but not that annoying. Like it doesn't really it's, take that much. Green. It it very rarely gets complicated, and I think it's partly still... if you if there was significantly more melee in the game right now, it might have been a little more awkward. Um, but I'm at the point where I'm now used to it, and it's like even when I have weird melee situations that do come up occasionally, that it's not that problematic anymore. Well, and it's also very easy to be like, "What's the OC on that unit?" Oh, one, two, like. Big units are very rarely more than that. Custodies, yeah, exempt. Custodies, custodies and exactly. some guard units because guard can and be some shenanigans. Necron units next to the um, Overlord one, the Barge, whatever he's called. Can't uh, remember. Yeah, 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 he gives plus one OC and an R, I believe. So you get OC three on Warriors. Nic- Nicholas DW is asking two questions that we cannot answer because we are not GW, unfortunately. Um, I wish we could answer those questions because I wish I could tell you what GW has or hasn't learned, and I, I wish I could tell you. Um... Yeah. So for for the listeners at home, what he's asking <laughs> is, what has GW learned in the past month about what to nerf and buff that could help become September, and is that is that data and the predictability of regularly scheduled balance changes worth an extra month or two of a broken meta? That second question actually is something that we can answer. Um, it's mm. not because it's not worth it because the data comes very quickly now. 
Like we look at yes. it this past weekend in a meta that many people are complaining about. Many people are not enjoying tenants is down at some tournaments compared to previous years. We still had almost 700 players playing almost. Mm, I can't remember. All tournaments, 13 tournaments. Yeah, 13 tournaments. So, you know, thousands of games. On top of that. Plus RTTs, plus just basement hammer. Like all of these things are impacted by balance decisions. We don't need to wait that long to get enough data to know when something is broken. Yes, sometimes things take a little while to develop, but when it's this clear, it should just be acted on. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's just hard. I think sometimes we forget that GW is I a think, company that has yeah, to do, there is totally to a do their stuff. They have like, managed to convince the powers that be to give them a three-monthly balance state, and they're not getting it faster than that. And it's going to be every three yeah. months, and that we're going to have to just live Which, with that. Which I would love uh, to be tomorrow so that like more people would sign up for tournaments and all that kind of thing so that people could get back to enjoying the game quicker. But unfortunately, we have tied ourselves to a company that has business interests besides our enjoyment. If they're fully baked changes, I'm okay with the meta being broken for a little while longer. But if they're half baked changes at these scheduled things, then I no longer yeah, am if okay. If this slate with sucks, I'm just stopping running events for a while. Like I'm just not taking the risk. Yeah, because yeah. the next question from Paul kind of touches on this, and it's something we're actually interested in tracking, which I'll talk about in a second. Which is if the September data slate is a light touch that does barely anything, is a competitive scene in genuine trouble? Hearing a lot of stories about events not breaking even on ticket sales anymore. So some events have come forward and say that they're not breaking even or are thinking about canceling events because they're not getting I'm as many signups. Forty like percent the signups for my for my GT in two weeks than I got the one I run in May. Like forty percent. I think I have like twenty one people signed up, twenty three people signed up. I had fifty eight at my last one. It's the same venue, the same tournament, the same pack, the same terrain. Forty percent attendance. Yeah, I will I mean, tell everybody that we are currently working on generating all the numbers for both the people who complete events, but also the number of people and the size of events are things that we're working on in the background right now. So yeah, if you're in Scotland and you want to come to a GT on the weekend of the 2nd and 3rd of September, you should check out Clamor's Scottish Open 4. I would love to have you along. <laughs> Facebook, check it out. Uh, Coltus Eric asks... Could you ask David Gaylord if he prefers briefcases or messengers bags, since he obviously doesn't like backpacks? No, um, you ask him yourself. No. Jack asks, into, and Jack Danny Morris, Jack Morris, uh, until we get a data slate, what class in Baldur's Gate 3 are you playing? I'm playing a multi-class bard and uh, paladin right now. A bardadin, as it were. Okay. Bardadin. Armors are the biggest letdowns at WTC. What were the biggest positive surprises and what were lists that we saw and would like to put on the table? That MSU Thousand Suns looks like fun to put on the table and play. Um, like the one that Vic played seems like it could go right into singles. Yeah, I have rolled well. over to Thousand Suns for my next event because I want to have a I want to give it a bash. Um I, I think Tower a letdown for the people who uh Tower did the exactly the job we wanted them for, which was they went into the mines and they got points into like the hardest matchups for us pretty consistently, and they made pairings mm -hmm. a breeze. Um, so I was okay with our how um, guard were much better than we thought they were going to be, and we thought they were going to be good. Yep, yeah, guard, guard were exceptionally better, so much better for every team that took them. Um, Death Watch was the big miss for the countries that had not Death been that were at Pyra. Garbage at WTC. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Turns out secret prep events are pretty helpful. And then yeah. the last one is you get to rewrite the problematic core rules in the next slate. What changes to the core rules would you also like to see in top? on top of any army rewrites and repointing. We're just going to talk about core rules changes that we want to see. Dev Wounds just needs to 
not exist or not be or not spill or not have the impact it, it has right now. I think I think actually Innis's idea of it having two different mechanics for range and shoot and, and melee does actually sound pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Dev wounds and melee is probably fine because there's very Dev few wounds and melee is strong, but fine. I'm okay with melee having a good and powerful mechanic. Well, not just like, that. I don't think it's one of these Abaddon doing it, right? Correct. Because there's also nothing that does 2d6 mortal wounds in melee with a guaranteed wound. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yet. I would Yet. probably <laughs> require, I would probably change the charge rules to require the closest model to move first and then have you go in back to that order. Uh, just to make that process faster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I don't think it, I, then I would buff melee like minorly in a couple of other ways. Like, I would give, I would probably I'm... just allow consolidation towards the closest enemy unit, the same as it used to be, not requiring it to go to an objective, and just give them that back. And then, yeah. Like, you'd either go towards the closest enemy unit or towards an objective. Uh, if you get on the objective or just towards the closest enemy unit, like what, either rather than requiring you to yeah, engage with really That seems reasonable. Objective. I think I would probably do that, and then like melee would still be worse, but I think that would be fine. Um, it would be an improvement. I think if you gave dev wounds just to melee for mortal wounds, then it would also make melee combat stock go up a little bit, but not I would noticeably. Probably prevent towering models from ever receiving cover from terrain. Same with aircraft. Yeah, cover. I mean, the aircraft already don't get it, do they? I thought aircraft don't aircraft get it. Would. Oh, while they're hovering, they probably do. Yeah, when they're hovering, I think when they're hovering, it's fine. They just become units at that point, right? They're just moving twenty models. Just skimmers, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, but I think when they're in aircraft mode, they don't get covered, do they? I don't actually know. I, think I actually in don't the know. terrain rules. I don't know off the top of my head. In anyway, the terrain I mean, yeah, rules, there's yeah. no exception for it, so it would have to be in, in which case, yeah. I would take cover off of aircraft while they're not in hover mode and towering models wholesale, unless they have it from like a specific rule. Um, I would change the towering. change. I would change, yeah. Towering, I would probably change to just being if you're partially within a terrain piece, you can't just be wholly within it for the purposes of line of sight. Ooh, so yeah, like you that. can stand partly on a terrain piece and you can see through it, or you can walk up to a terrain piece and tow it and see over it, but you have to be on the terrain piece, and then you just don't like you don't have to fit like your whole serap deck onto a terrain piece in order to see over it. And then that cleans up that mechanic so he's very easily. Basically the the frontline game. Toe in rules from last edition. It yeah. would just be the toe into cover rules from last edition. Yes, but ruins, right. Can you always see them? I mean, no. you would be able to they see would, them in that situation. It would just be they would just gain cover rules the same way, right? If they're touching the terrain, you can see them exactly the same as any other unit that's touching terrain. Okay. Yeah, they would just get obscuring, but they would have a more lenient version of line of sight that allows. Yeah, so them it's to still a, it's still powerful to them, but it's not punishing to them. Yeah, like it's it still a buff. Like it's still a like, and the, you don't just like immediately get to shoot knights. It makes knights less polarizing. It makes them easier to balance because you don't have to bounce around the, fir the first turn versus the second turn fail case. It's why you can take away cover from them and stuff like that without mm -hmm. knights players. Yeah, like, exactly. Going on a witch hunt or something like that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um. I would also change blast, but yeah, yeah. I would cap blast at like double the gun's shots is the most you can never gain from it. That's still too high. It's still too high, but I think like you can then up points on the problem cases at that point. I think I one would... of the things you could do to fix indirect is make it so that units could never have ignore cover benefits or something like that. I would, like... or I would do something blast. I would probably do something like ooh, I know. Um, blast gives you advantage. Which is roll two, drop the lowest for the for the number of shots on a weapon. I like that, like a reroll on the number yeah. of shots, basically. I would maybe you'd have to rework like the number of shots that a lot, bunch of guns have. I but... don't think you necessarily do. I don't think you would have to because it would make rolling stuff like deaths was an absolute goddamn nightmare. 
Uh, yeah. Because you'd have to roll every gun individually. Maybe you just turn units with those into one die. I would honestly just turn it back to last edition's blast. Last edition's and blast would start, probably be fine. Have it start at ten models. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that it starts at five is wild to me. Like it should definitely be every, even just like changing it to every five models after like after the first five, or change it to every ten models. Sure. Yeah, every ten models, something like that. That would be fine as well. Yeah, I, I like every. I actually like every ten models. Ten models is probably the cleanest solution. Make some changes in indirect. I don't get why it triggers on five model squads. I just don't understand that. Like, why are you being punished for running the basic unit of yeah. And you aren't allowed to run an understrength unit in the first place, so you can't even get around that. Blast should be six inch blast templates. Paul, go away. Get out of here with that template bullshit. Last thing I need is for that rating template. Blast should work like can. it used to, where you have um like the blast template and you can chain the ordnance off of each other. Flip so you them, can like flip daisy them, chain. Them. Yeah, you're just flipping them so you could like use your um like 12 v 3 thud gun shots to like chain over to like snipe at a character in a unit four inches away that was invisible. Single unit uh, activation takes 45 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Just I'll still not clock out. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't think we have any other questions chilling in chat. No, so there is nothing more it. from chat that I saw. There was nothing more from Discord. We did get a, here's my cat paying chat from Davlos. So thank you very much, Davlos. Yeah, here are your, here are your more pets, Davlos. There you go. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. I am really looking forward to my turn this weekend. I'm playing Thousand Suns. I am running Kairos Fate Weaver and Magnus because I like the model and I could not put together 2,000 points of Thousand Suns without running 400 points of demons. So uh, we're going to see just how scuffed it can be. I'm looking forward to shooting Big Bird at people. Um, Jeremy, anything for you this weekend? No, I'm actually... I don't have anything until October 7th. Nice. Fair. Yeah, because you're not making LGT this year, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. And then, Nathan, anything for you? You got an RTT this weekend? I might have an RTT on Sunday. We'll see how that goes. Um, I might bring Tyranids. I might bring Eldar. I don't know. We'll see how things go. Life is an ever-changing... Is it a Crusade RTT? Wars. If it's not, you shouldn't play Eldar. No, it's a regular RTT. Okay, then um, you shouldn't play Eldar. You should not should, play Eldar. I'll bring Tyranids then. I'll paint monsters. Fine yeah. in us. No, be part of the problem. Uh, no, be part of the solution. I'm gonna bring, I'll bring Triple Wraith Knight then. Just... Just three Wraith Knights. No points for anything else. You'd have 500 points for something. I know. I would, still, I would still have 500 points for characters and stuff. I don't know what a super sticker is, but thank you, Dave, for sending one. I think it's in um, the actual YouTube chat, which we never look at. That's true. Entirely we just get our possibly. YouTube chat via StreamYard. I can look at it. I have the, I have it open because I went on it for the link. Uh, he sent a, a dog with love hearts. It's very cute. Thank you, Dave. Adorable. Oh, that is very Thank adorable. You, Thank you, Dave. All right, guys. I think that is going to do it for us because we are degenerating. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, please do uh, check out all the various things that we mentioned earlier. So that's red-dragon.ca, the Etsy shop for Saltar games, although they are on a break at the moment, uh, the website, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash c slash statcheck, the Patreon at patreon.com slash statcheck, and coaching at stat-check.com slash coaching. All of our various things, articles and all that sort of thing are on there. Uh, on the website please do check it out we really appreciate everything you guys do we'll be back next week fingers crossed at last for anthony's wtc recap uh and we will if we can't get ben on the show i'll try and get some bonus content recorded with him because i think that'd be a good thing to do at any rate everybody have a great weekend good luck at any tournaments you're at uh i do hope you all smash it and everybody pray for balance day it's late uh it's coming it's coming like i, I think it's gonna be a good one I, I got a good feeling about this one i think so and that's just me projecting my desperate need for 40k to be playable. But <laughs> we keep hoping, we keep dreaming.
I have four tournaments in October. Two of them are team tournaments. This game better be fun by then. I'm coming to the States twice in November. Like, the game has to be playable by then, or I'm going to be very sad. Eh. Eh. Let's. All right, everybody. We're We're out. We're going to wrap the show up. Bye bye. For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.